Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, TEND is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Baseball isn't boring. Yeah, baseball is not boring. We always scream it. We always believe it. And as we come off the weekend, another weekend, the second weekend of the regular season, we are entrenched in that thought more than ever. And thank you, FanDuel. Every moment matters. Every moment matters. And we found that out because, you know what? The Rays won. That moment matters on Sunday. Why? Because we knew that we were going to do a podcast talking about the Rays, how good they were, how they how they had this unbelievable record to start the season. But the fact that they won again, the fact that they absolutely are rolling undefeated, that's kind of crazy. They are a plus 57 run differential right now. 75 runs scored, 18 runs given up. With that in mind, we wanted to talk to someone who could educate us all and how exactly the Rays are doing this. Neil Solons. Neil Solons is an expert when it comes to the Rays. He also happens to be a member of the, the Rays radio broadcast team, along with Andy Freed. And we talk a little bit about the passing of Dave Will, such a good guy, who was part of the, the Rays broadcast team as well. But Neil is, Neil is a guy 
who, if you want to know what's going on with the Rays, this is the guy you want to talk to. And that's what we do. We talk to him. And when you finish listening to him, you're going to feel more educated than ever about this team that is undefeated, 9-0. and There is no other team to talk about when it comes to Major League Baseball right now. At least, I mean, this team's to talk about, but there is no team that when you do the power rankings, not only in terms of the best team, but in terms of the most interesting team, what is happening? What is happening with the Rays 9-0? and All right, well, there's other news that happened over the weekend, obviously. You know, injuries suck. Injuries just suck. It just takes, you know, you can root for a team, root against a team, whatever, but you want to see the best players play. And when you see a guy like O'Neill Cruz break his ankle, that just sucks. And that happened, obviously, in Sunday. When you look at the guy who is really got off to a great start and is a great story, the best OPS in all of baseball, Adam Duvall, seemingly hurt his surgically repaired wrist, you know, that sucks. So we want to go through a Major League Baseball season and say, there's the stars, there it is. And we don't even get that in the WBC. We know that. Like, that's, that's a fact. That's a fact of life. But it's just this weekend was a reminder on a couple different levels why it sort of sucks. Well, I'll tell you who doesn't suck, the Tampa Bay Rays. So here you go. As you start your week, the Rays are 9-0. They are the best team in Major League Baseball. And once again, it's the time on tradition. How the heck are they doing this? What is happening? What is, how could the Tampa Bay Rays, of all the teams... Keep doing this. Not keep doing this. They're all in contention. But now it's different. 9-0. 9-0. All right. Well, not, not even 9-0, by the way. But 9-0 and just rolling. Not even close. Go look up who has the most save for the Rays. Here's a spoiler. Nobody. Because they haven't need to have any saves. Anyway. All right. Subscribe, rate, review. Listen, please. Uh, also, at BB isn't boring. Go to uh, Amazon, pick up a damn near perfect game. It's getting a lot of buzz, a lot of buzz. We're, I'm really, really happy that it's getting the, the reception that it is. It's, it's, a, it's a great way to sort of guide yourself through the baseball season and fall in love with baseball all over again. And I'm not just saying that just because I co-authored it with Joe Kelly, but because I do think it's, it's, it's a great read in the middle of baseball season. I just think that. I believe that. All right, so do all of that. And if you have any suggestions, any advice, any ideas, ideas, like this is the Baseball Isn't Boring brand, and it should be for everybody, at BB Isn't Boring, hit us up, DM, either at BB Isn't Boring or me, at Bradfoe, whatever it is. But listen, when we, when we want to talk about, when we talk about baseball not being boring, well, just go look at the standings right now. The Tampa Bay Rays. This is a team that we have to talk about today for good reason. And there is no better person to talk about it than Neil Salon. So thank you, Neil, for joining us. All right. Take a listen. All right. There's no person I'd rather talk to right now than Neil. Neil, what's going on? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Oh, my goodness. Oh my, Lower the heart rate. Lower the heart rate. <laughs> So, I mean, this is, has to be, as we're doing the Baseballs and Boring podcast leading into the into the new week, there's only one way to do it, which is to talk about the Tampa Bay Rays. And like I said, there's no better person to do this than you, Neil. And, um, and I guess I would start here. 
you know, we, you know, we start, we, you and I both see these teams in spring training. We're on the same coast where, you know, we go through the same routine and we, we, we know we try to like catch ourselves about not being seduced by, Mm -hmm. by somebody doing really well or somebody doing really bad. But the obvious question is, did you ever see this coming? Um, I thought there might be a chance for a fast start. Um, you know, you look at the schedule and you're thinking, okay, Detroit, Washington, Oakland. But there was also a piece of me saying, you know, the sometimes the teams that aren't supposed to do well are the hard, hardest teams to face in April because, you know, the front office or may, may in the back of their mind know this is going to be a tough year. But in April, the players don't realize that. So sometimes, you know, it's better to face the teams that are expected to do to to not do well at the end of the year because they, you know, they've their players are exhausted, they've hit injuries, they've they've gone through several months of really tough baseball. But the first week to ten days, I, I figured they would, you know, these games would be not what they've been. I mean, you think about it, the Rays have trailed in five innings. That's crazy. Five innings in nine <laughs> games and have won every game by at least a grand slam. And there's no team since the 39 Yankees that's had that kind of win streak with that kind of margin of victory for a win streak at any point in the season, let alone the first nine games. So it's just, it's been amazing. It's, it's crazy. And, you know, we can rattle off numbers and those are great ones. The great Sarah Langs has this uh, for a tweet that she had, the Rays plus 57 run dif- differentials, the highest in, te- in, in, in a team first nine games since 1900. And I, you know, I can list the teams. I mean, who couldn't forget the 1884 St. Louis Maroons or the 1884 New York Gotham's? I mean, what a year 1884 was! Holy mackerel! I mean, two two teams in the Providence Grays in 1882, the Hartfords of Brooklyn 1876, and then dropped right in the middle of it, 2023 Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, I guess one of the things that we talk about. You're right, and I, I thought that was so well put by you. About you just don't—it's the wild west when it comes to the beginning of the year. But in order for this to happen, like it's happening, it just has to. Everything has to come together. And the obvious thing that everyone in baseball saw right away was the starting pitching or the pitching in general, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we knew this Shane is McC- yeah, this is without Tyler Glass now, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, you're putting you're putting fear in the hearts of the rest of baseball by reminding us all that. But it is crazy. I mean, like, let's go through the starting rotation. I mean, Shane McClanahan is – everyone thought he was going to be really good. But then you go through the other guys, and obviously Jeffrey Springs is one of the best stories in baseball. Mm-hmm. Who's the Who's the guy, I guess, that you said – and this is, again, I'm going to come back to, like, what surprised you coming out of spring training? But who is the guy coming out of spring training? And you're like, oh, man, man, he's picked it up a notch. I, I don't know that I'm surprised that he's picked it up a notch. But I noticed that he had picked it up a notch, and that's Jeffrey Springs, mm. um, because he had added a new breaking ball, um, which was you know designed to make him better against lefties. But the the amazing thing is, I watch him start after start after start is how difficult hitters have adjusting to his changeup. You know, as as a you'd figure at some point teams would get wise to it, but his release point on his fastball, his changeup, and his slider are so close to one another that you know you see teams either way out in front on the change or taking fastballs for call strike threes and a large part of that is because he does such a really good job of you know making each pitch look like one another so that probably 
doesn't surprise me that he's been that good because he was a, when guys throw strikes in spring training consistently, I do buy that. I do buy mm-hmm. into that. The other thing that stands out is Drew Rasmussen because he made a lot of his outings on the backfield. So I didn't get to see a lot. And in his first two big league starts, he's had one, one three ball count, not a walk, a one three ball count in two starts. He's thrown 13 innings of shutout ball with three hits allowed. Like it doesn't matter who you're facing. Those are ridiculously good numbers. <laughs> well, and then you look at how they acquired him. Okay. So we know Jeffrey Springs was this guy who was, you know, with Texas, the Red Sox get, get him. Then they throw him in this trade. And I can tell you, I can tell you, Neil, like when, when they made that trade for Jeffrey Springs sending him to Tampa, every, most of the people in Boston were like, oh my goodness, you got a catcher, Ronaldo Hernandez. Look how good he is. But the Rays, one of the reasons they're really good, and I, everyone's trying to figure out the secret sauce of the Rays forever and forever, forever. But their talent evaluation, yeah, you know, developing and tweaking and everything is great. But they have identified what they could do with Jeffrey Springs. And you mentioned Rasmus in another one where, correct me if I'm wrong, they draft him, right? Then mm-hmm. they don't sign him. Then he, he's drafted by the Brewers after Tommy John. But they still have him on the radar. They make a point to put him in that acquisition, and then boom, there it is. I mean, they just – of all these things that we're looking at, the ability to evaluate and ident- identify talent like these two guys, like a, a lot of these guys, McClanahan. McClanahan, sure, first-round pick. But I, I can list you all the guys in that draft who haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty impressive, though, Neil. It, it is. It, I think it's a mix of a lot of good things. I think they find people who are good people, too. You know, I, I think if you walk through the clubhouse on a daily basis, you find really good baseball players and really good people. And I think they do a wonderful job on the development side of building confidence in players and tell them, here's what you do well. Before they say, here's what you don't do well and what we want to improve on, they focus on what you do well first. And I think for anyone in any field of life, if they build up your confidence, I think you have a greater chance of success because most people are better when they're in a confident position, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think to me, that's that's a big part of what they do on on you know the the what I think helps a lot. Um, but there is some luck to it. You know, the Rays didn't plan on making Jeffrey Springs a starting pitcher. They he was a terrific reliever in 21 and and then he had the ACL injury actually against the Red Sox and then in 22 because of injuries to not one not two but three starting pitchers they were short and they decided we think Jeffrey stuff can work let's stretch this out and see how it goes and lo and behold you know it, it's worked remarkably well it almost reminds me of what happened about 15 years earlier on the other side where Carlos Peña was supposed to start the year in AAA Durham Greg Norton tweaks his hamstring and Carlos Peña ends up hitting 40 some some homers and becomes a cornerstone of the franchise uh on the offensive side of the baseball. And you know, who knows? Maybe we'll be saying the same thing in 5 years about Jeffrey Springs and how, you know, a, a little bit of luck sometimes goes a long way. I think every franchise has a little bit of that. Um and when it works out well to go along with all the other things they do well, boy, it it, it turns into uh a lot of Ws. Well, and I think that also you know, one thing that we can't discount either is why you're trying to figure these things out and why you, like you said, are falling maybe perhaps into some luck here and there. You have the system. You know how you want to do it. Like this is one thing that we that teams are are desperate for, to continuity, um, uh, lead, the same leadership, 
And you have that in Kevin Cash. You have that Mm -hmm. with the front office. And just talk a little bit, if you can, about how important that is because there is a philosophy there. You come in, you know the philosophy. Everybody there knows the philosophy. The philosophy is passed down. And, by the way, it always helps to have success. So when you have success, you can just point the managers off and say, hey, you know what, I think he knows what he's doing. How important is all of that? I think continuity does mean a lot. I think continuity means something in terms of leadership and having Eric Neander and um, and, and Kevin Cash at the helm for a long time means a great deal. But I also wonder, too, if while the Rays – really um, out of necessity because of resources and the division they play in have had to cycle through players. But in this case, at the start of the year, the majority of their core is back from a year ago. And everyone said, well, you won 86 games. You had a lot of injuries, I know, but why didn't you go out and get this guy? Or why didn't you go out and get that guy? And instead, they extended Yandy Diaz. They extended Jeffrey Springs. They extended Pete Fairbanks on the heels of extending Tyler Glass now. And and now they have eight players under multi-year contracts, which is at least from my memory, the most that they've had um, you know, during this run. And I, I think that that means something. I think it sends a message to some of the players in a positive way. And I think there's a real feel of togetherness in this clubhouse because it's almost like it was, uh, it felt like a vote of confidence. Okay. Didn't get where you wanted to last year, won 86 games, lost in the playoffs. Didn't get where you wanted to in 21 when you lost to Boston after going to the World Series in 20, but you're still keeping the band together. Okay, um, let's buy in. And then maybe the other piece of that, and, and it's been talked about, I'm not sure how much it played a factor in this really fast start, but the Rays had 12 players, including eight on the 40-man roster in the World Baseball Classic. And maybe playing in a high competitive environment mm. before the season started, has helped guys get off to a good start. I I don't think it hurts. Take a look I, at the start Wander Franco's off to right now. Um, and I looked at his at-bats watching him in the WBC going, ooh, he's locked in. These are really good at-bats. These are playoff-like at-bats. I love that take. You know, and, I, and I, I'm just looking forward to that, that, that anniversary of the end of the WBC where we say, okay, you know, let's reflect on this. What is the – and you you and I have both seen WBCs come and go. And we've seen injuries and and different results. And but I like the take that you just had because I think they prepared better for it. They were ready for the intensity of it. And and I, it's hard to argue. I mean, it's hard to argue with what you're saying. It's I I don't know if you noticed that right out of the gate, but I like that. I, I think there's something to it. And and it, look, the other guys who are playing real well are the guys who were vying for jobs. Josh Lowe and Luke Raley were two of the guys who were wondering, are they going to be the left-handed bats that join this team? Both of them are off to fast starts. And, you know, in some way, maybe creating some value or competition during the course of spring training has helped some players prepare for the course of the regular season. In some cases, Jose Siri is now on the IL with um, a right hamstring strain, but he got off to a really good start. He drove in runs in the first five games and hit in the first all six that he played. And and it was the opposite message. Kevin Cash actually went to see him in the Dominican Republic in the offseason and said, you're our center fielder. It's your job. We don't want you to go into spring training worrying about everything. We want you to feel comfortable and get ready for the season. And he did that. So I think in different cases, the message, as long as it gets across in a certain way, for some, it's to relax. For some, it's, um, you know, maybe a little bit of intensity kind of fuels the fire a little bit. But whatever the combination of all of it has led to a really good start and a, a really an amazing start. I mean, 
they've the number that stands out to me beyond the run differential they've hit 24 home runs in nine games they've allowed a total of 18 runs so they have six more homers than they've allowed <laughs> runs in a nine game stretch i mean that that's i mean it, that's that's beyond amazing selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast and and almost everybody is doing it and, and uh, one of the things i talked to a scout in the middle of spring training and you know it's funny because when people do predictions for the american league east this, especially this year Everyone can make a case for a lot of teams. All yeah. of them. All of them, yeah. Although, you know, I mean, really all of them, yeah, I guess. I mean, even with the Red Sox. But you can make it. If everything broke right, you everything mm-hmm. would work out. But but the, the scout said, no, the race, the race. And it was easy, the naysayers. It's always easy. You probably hear this. Oh, this is the year. This is the year. It's going to catch up to them. This is the year. How can you do this? You lose all the, you know, you're 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 doing it in a way where you're piecing this together, and it's just it can't possibly just fit all together perfectly like it has. This is going to be the year. But this scout said no. The Rays are really really good, and you can't discount this. And it's another thing he said. You have some stars in the team. It's not like you just have like a bunch of gritty gutty guys who are having career years and playing to the system. I mean, Wander Franco is a star. Arena a star. You know, McClanahan, a star. Jeffrey Springs becoming a star. You know, there's and there's a lot of other guys who probably will make the all-star team. So I think that – and I don't know how, in terms of the teams that you've seen cycle through there, how this team might be different in that respect. Um, but, yeah, if you could just talk a little bit about that. I think the, the big question overall is how good they're going to be and really how good any American League East team is going to depend on health. I mean, you know, let's let's be fair. The the like right now, the the Red Sox are getting back some of their starting pitching, and that is going to change them a lot. Um, the Yankees are still waiting on Severino and and waiting on Carlos Rodon, and you know, I think, and obviously Frankie Montas is out for a good portion of the schedule, and you wonder how that plays over a long haul, how quickly they get those guys back. Um, I think if I, I looked at it when when this team came out of spring training, I thought, huh. Last year, Brandon Lau missed half the season or thereabouts. Wander Franco missed half the season or thereabouts. Manuel Margot missed two months and really wasn't the same player. At the break, Harold Ramirez got hit by a pitch on the hand. 
missed over a month, wasn't the same player. And I and and they also Kiermaier and Zanino were two of their core guys and also missed a large majority of the season. In fact, I think it was last year up the middle, Brandon Lau, Wander Franco, KK and and Mike Zanino played a total of I think it was 12 or 14 games together with a four of them were oh, in the wow. starting lineup. And I thought, my goodness, they won 86 games with those with their middle guys playing that few games together. And I thought if Randy plays 130 plus games and Wander plays 130 plus and Brandon plays 130 plus, and I'm not asking for 150, but 130, um, I thought that's the core of your lineup. And if, if they're healthy, then everybody else plays their role and, and can be a good platoon player or a good, um, good number. Yandy Diaz can just worry about being a leadoff hitter. Harold Ramirez hits further down in the order. Margot hits further down in the order. All those guys, Paredes, it just takes less, more pressure off those guys and they can just be who they are. And if that happens, I thought, well, this lineup is probably closer to 21 when they were third in the, in the majors and run scored than the team that dropped off by 200 runs last year. I didn't think they would. I, I I wasn't expecting, you know, if you said at the start of the year, they're going to gain all 200 runs back. I kind of thought as good as their pitching is, if they get 100 runs back, they're going to win 90 something games as long as they're reasonably healthy. And um, I still feel that way, but we're a long way from knowing, you know, if they're going to be reasonably healthy. I mean, as we do this, there's 153 games left and I know how quickly things can change. You know, the last team to go nine and zero to start the year was Kansas City, and they went eighty three and seventy nine that year. Mm-hmm. So I know that the division can flip; things can change very quickly. But I still feel that this is a really good group, um, a really talented group, a really together group, and it's a matter of health more than anything else. Is it amazing? You know, Alice Cora mentioned this at the end of spring training that almost every year it seems the American League East has a team that jumps out and sort of separates itself. Last year, the Yankees. Obviously, 2018, the Red Sox did it after that one loss in Tampa. It always seems like there's a team that, that does this. And, I mean, it sure makes life a lot easier, doesn't it? Well, the other thing to, to think about is, I mean, I think as, as we talk, what, four out of the five teams are 500 or better in the division. Mm-hmm. And I still think it's the toughest division, not in baseball. I think it's the toughest division in sports. I really do, um, in a really good way. And I think the fact that they're playing less games in division makes it more likely that you could get not – only two, but you could get all three wild cards out of this division. I don't think it's out of the question as we sit here in the, you know, the first full week in April. That that wouldn't surprise me if come September everyone's saying, Hey, the the Rays and three other teams are all in a position where they can all make the playoffs. If four out of five made if four if all five were above five hundred and four made the postseason, it would not surprise me in the least. Well, so you had mentioned, you know, injuries are part of the deal. I mean, we've seen already over the weekend, we've seen some pretty significant injuries. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, Siri, like not a significant injury, but he's on the IL. Uh, Duval for the Red Sox. I mean, mm-hmm. this could be a bad, bad thing for them. Um, oh, Neil Cruz. I mean, that's just, that's heartbreaking because that guy is so fun to watch. Is there any guys coming up in the system for Tampa Bay where you say, all right, we might have some injuries, but this guy or these guys might be able to jump up. You know, not maybe not to the level of Franco or something like that, but who yeah. are some names? I think the, the guys that, you know, we saw a lot of spring training that really jumped off the page were um, obviously Curtis Mead, who they uh, from Australia, um, who is in, in AAA right now. 
Kyle Manzardo, first baseman, left-handed bat, minor league player of the year in the organization last year, also starting the season in AAA Durham. Oslavis Basabe, who they got from Nathaniel, in the Nathaniel Lowe trade with Texas, second base, shortstop, third base, good right-handed bat, um, also in AAA. Those are probably three of the names that, that stand out because there are, uh, two of them are on the 40 men. Probably a guy who could help at some point this year, too, is Tristan Gray. Tristan hit 33 homers last year in AAA Durham. Mm. And while he probably has a bit of swing and miss in him, um, he also has a lot of swing and hit. And he can play first, second, short, and third. He's got really good hands. Um, he's a, a really good clubhouse guy. So I could see, you know, those are among the guys I could see helping. I also think Rene Pinto, the the other catcher on the 40 man, is is really good defensively and is starting to grow offensively. Th- those are the guys on the position player side, I would think, have the greatest chance of of helping. And then on the pitching side, obviously, you're waiting for several guys to come back. I mean, you got Tyler Glasnow on the I.L., uh, you've got Sean Armstrong on the I.L., who, you know, multi-inning guy. Those those guys are really important. Uh, Andrew Kittredge should come back, hopefully, all-star breakish from Tommy John surgery if everything goes well. Uh, and then you've got Yanni Chirinos, Luis Patino, and, and your top pitching prospect, Taj Bradley, all in AAA Durham right now, all starting, stretched out in case you've got injuries. And there are a couple other interesting arms uh, in relief. Colby White, who is the reliever of the year in 21, had Tommy John in 22, is a guy who could help at some point this year. Brad Heller, who used to pitch for the Yankees, is now healthy and throwing great uh, in spring training and then in AAA Durham, the way they've started the year. And and Heath Embry is a guy who wouldn't be shocked if he's pitching out of the bullpen at some point this year. You guys know him very well, mm. um, you know, and a tweak here and a tweak there. And, and who knows how much that can help his game. Um, I, I think I, I look at the last couple of years and the Rays have used 50 plus players every year. So that's why I mentioned so many guys, because I kind of expect at some point, you know, you're going to end up using 40 something, 50 something guys. And it's really a matter of how long they're here. And a lot of that, again, will depend on the big H word, which is health. But the big thing is when they use those 40 or 45, 50 guys, usually the guys they're bringing up are good and productive. You know, and that's and honestly, like that's been a huge, huge feather in their cap for years upon years. Right. I, I think the way the Rays have to be built, even though you mentioned they do have some superstars now. And yeah, I don't, don't, don't want to make it. That. Yeah, I don't want to make it, it seem like they're like no, loaded with I, superstars. I, but. I, I, but but they do. They do have superstar players. But I think to compete with the larger budgets of Boston, New York, Toronto, the best way to do it is to have less of a drop-off from one to 40, whatever, to 50. Like the smaller the drop-off between those levels, the greater the chance because you can't go out and go get a guy um, as well as some other teams can. Uh, You know, you may make trades at the deadline. The Rays were aggressive two years ago and traded for Nelson Cruz. um, and, And they've made moves in the past, but that really, really big move is a lot harder to do. So last thing is just the vibe. So you like we've had good raised teams before, and it's always good to have a good vibe when you're nine and zero. But you had mentioned uh, at one point that it's a really good group, and that you know mm-hmm. that obviously they're going to go again. Winning helps. There's no question about it. But from your perspective, what is the vibe about this group? And not only in terms of hey, you know, you get along with that guy, you get along with this guy, but maybe even just the confidence that this is going to be a sustainable thing. I walk into the clubhouse and don't know that this team is nine and zero by walking in there. To me, that's a good vibe. Like if they were zero and nine, three and six, six and three, nine and zero, all the time, I wouldn't know the difference. You know, it it. I think these guys will not change because they're going to go through rough patches. Every team does, but I think you're not going to see them get up tight. I don't think you're going to see. I think there's really good leadership among the group. 
I think there's really good energy among the group, and I think they're really cohesive. Um, I, I think I saw that in spring training. Uh, you know, having to go through spring training with two weeks in Orlando, in the Orlando area at the ESPN Wide World Sports uh, Complex, and then four more weeks at um, at Tropicana Field is unusual. But I think this team has em- embraced having to do things differently at times. And obviously that was because of, you know, Hurricane Ian and, and all the damage it caused in Port Charlotte. But I think this group is galvanized. And look, let's be honest, most most people pick this team to finish third in the division. Every, the sexy pick was Toronto. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't them, it was New York. Um, and then it's okay. Where do the Rays, the Orioles, and the Red Sox fit in after that? Um, and sometimes I think the best teams in Tampa Bay have been when they're picked third or fourth or fifth. Um, and so I, I think no matter what happens this year, no matter what position they're in, they're – I think they kind of feel there's something to prove there, so to speak. In in a maybe maybe not in those exact terms, but they're playing with that attitude. And more than that, they're just playing really good baseball. Rob, just watching them, um, there's one thing I, I think really has stood out. They've won maybe not one two games, but they changed two games because of hustle. The first game in Washington D.C. against the Nationals, you can go back and look at it. Randy Rosarena hit what should have been a routine ground ball to short. With two out in the first inning, he beats the throw. The next pitch, Luke Raley hits a homer over the center field wall. And that galvanized the Rays that whole series. The last game here against the Oakland A's, the Rays are up one nothing, And Harold Ramirez is batting with a runner at first and one out. And hits a grounder to third where I thought, oh, they're probably going to get at least an out at second, maybe two. Harold has his best time of the season to first. The third baseman looks towards second, throws to first late, first and second. With two out in the inning, there's a ground ball hit to short. Harold gets a great jump off first base, beats the throw to second on a routine fielder's choice, loads the bases. The next pitch, Brandon Lau hits an opposite field grand slam. <laughs> and the the hustle and the way that they're playing the game and the way they're taking advantage of mistakes is the way you play winning baseball. And and I think those two examples kind of sum up what these nine games have been about. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Well, Neil, I, I see all eyes are on the Rays, and there's no better perspective than the the how you're viewing this team through your eyes, and and you've you've given the, a, a perspective. I don't think I know that I feel more educated about this team. I mean, and, and this is important, right? I mean, this isn't this isn't the Padres, this isn't the Dodgers, this isn't the Yankees, this isn't like though. This is how you win. Like a lot of these names that we've mentioned. I think people in baseball have to start understanding that they're really, really good. And there's a reason why they are nine and oh. I don't know we, if you we've always felt that way that this is always going to be like uh, this is a really it's entertaining baseball, regardless of how um the Boston series goes or the next series. I think this is going to be a team to that's going to play good baseball the majority of the year. And they have really good, fun, exciting players. And as we're focusing on the athleticism in the game. 
the Rays to me are one of the more athletic teams. So they're they're a good example of that. I, what's the uh, people getting excited there? And I know that it's you know it's oh, a work yeah. in progress. Yeah, I mean yeah. You, you, yeah. I mean, I thought the fact that um, even so, you're starting to see like uh, on the Sunday game, you know, the 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 Randy engagement with his pose, strike a pose to the crowd and for te- for the WBC team in Mexico has really caught on to the point that when he comes up with a big play, he does the pose. And then you start hearing Randy, Randy chants around the ballpark. Like it's organic. Um, it's authentic. Um, and to me, that kind of stuff. And when you get off to a start like this, people are buzzing about it. It's, mm-hmm. it's good stuff. And uh, you know, I just, I'm enjoying the ride, obviously for, for fans who don't, you know, follow as closely, this has been a very bittersweet four to six weeks um, since uh, Dave Wills, you know, Andy Freed's longtime partner passed. And um, we've been joking about how maybe there's like uh, he's, he's looking over and kind of uh, helping out along the way that we have our own angel in the outfield. And uh, at least I like to think that. And if, if this becomes a magical season, uh, there's going to be a, a lot of loud laughter up in heaven and a lot of smiles too. I just want to say, you know, I, I know a, a ton of nice things have been said about Dave, deservedly so. I can just tell you from my personal experiences, I didn't find a nicer person inter- interacting in the press box. And uh, I think all of baseball should be thinking and 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 really rooting for you guys because, you know, because like you said, I mean, Dave Wills was – a great, great guy and an ambassador of the game and ambassador of the human race. I'm not even saying that. I just feel that way. I mean, it just, you and I both come across a lot of people in this game. So, and I know, you know, all these things I'm saying, but I just want to make it clear that, Thank you. you know, another voice never hurts. Right. So, uh, no. yeah. So we're all thinking of you guys, but let's listen. You, this has been awesome. This has been awesome. And I look forward to talking to you down the road. I look forward to seeing you down the road. Um, things are getting a little spicy in the American league East. Uh, and and I like it. You know, I mentioned this the other day. Actually, yesterday we were talking about the Verdugo Manoa thing, and um, in Tampa for in 2006 at the Coco Chris James Shields brouhaha, right? That fight. Oh wait, oh wait, oh wait. I'm sorry. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they've said like that's where we said that's where we said okay, you know, here we go. We're not going to be the little guys anymore. And I, the reason I brought this up was, I believe it or not, I'm, I'm looking at the Red Sox get absolutely waxed by the Blue Jays. And maybe they can say, hey, hey, Alex Manoa, you big bad guy, we're going to go get you and this is going to turn. But sometimes there's these turning things, turning moments in this division. Um, I just find it so fascinating, the ebbs and the flows and the roller coasters and everything. We've seen it for so many years. And it, this latest example, the Rays, it's just such an awesome story. It's so great. So great. But well, uh, I appreciate you having me on to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do a great job. And, and like I said, I look forward to talking to you down the road. Sounds good. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 